Hey everyone, welcome to the Blip Podcast, where we are continuing our journey to build a successful insurance agency. Today, I get to interview Austin Moorhead with Conversion Kinks. Austin's been killing the automation game for a while now, and every time I talk with anybody about anything automation, his name comes up. He's definitely the guy you want to know when you run into any issues with your automation or if you need someone to set it up for you. This episode is brought to you by our master insurance agency, Blue Lion Insurance Partners, or BLIP for short. We provide access to insurance companies, 100% commission, bonuses, support, software, and systems with no production requirements. And fitting with today's podcast theme, we also provide you with automation software for free. One of the biggest benefits our agents find with our offer is that you maintain full, true ownership. Find out more information at bluelioninsurancepartners.com. And without further delay, here's my conversation with Austin. All right, so you should be good to go. Um, so I'll, I'll introduce Austin in a second, but um, right now, so we were talking, Austin, you and I were talking about your, some pictures you had on your Facebook profile. They must have been old because it sounds like this maybe is not current with motorcycle and the room full of guns and, and all that. Is that not anymore? Yeah, they're kind of, I mean, I have some guns in the safe uh, and they're all kind of toy guns. I got a couple hunting uh, guns, but uh, yeah, they had, don't come out. <laughs> and they I don't. sold the, yeah, and I sold the sport bike and I still no. have a Ducati and the custom oh. build. Dude. I still got a duck, but then it again, doesn't come out. I think I turned it on four months ago. Oh man. <laughs> um, if, if I had a Ducati out here, I'd ride that thing all the yeah. time. <clears throat> Yeah, I, you I'll send it to you. Five grand, it's yours. It's worth a lot more than that. <laughs> you said it was custom? You had it custom built? Or you customized uh, it? Uh, and, no, I customized it. I mean, it was like a stock uh, 2009 monster that I you know, I had painted and I put some rims on it. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some flat chrome. What size chrome. is it? 1100S. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's actually not as big as you think it is. 1100, you think of this thing has got to scream. And then it can go from like, um, like a stop sign. You can go straight up to 12 o'clock in first gear. So it has torque. Yeah, yeah. But the top end isn't great. Yeah. Uh, uh, I had a uh I had an R6 when I yeah. was 22, 21? Sure. Maybe. Sounds didn't great. last didn't last long. <laughs> did you drop it? Um I did drop it once, but then funny story, it got stolen and uh at the time I didn't have insurance on it. How funny okay. is that, right? <laughs> so I was up in Washington and it got uh, stolen. Uh, the one night I didn't put a, a wheel lock on it, mm-hmm. I got a call six months later from the Las Vegas police. Somebody stole it, drove it all the way down there, and they made some uh, they made some modifications to it. Like they flipped the shifter, um, they changed the the windshield or the windscreen, and they um, they they put some other stuff on it and they painted some stuff. Anyway, it was way cooler when I. Got when I got it back. You got it but back. I, I did. Yeah. So six months later, they're like, well, they called me and they're like, well, we, we see your bike. We can go pick it up for you. Or you can come down here and get it. I was uh-huh. like, well, why don't you just grab it? So then I flew down, rented a U-Haul, put it in the back and drove it back. So yeah, I got it back. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I love that bike. You know, one thing though with, sorry, this is totally off topic, but one thing with um, street bikes or like you probably find with your Ducati is like uh -huh. you're bent over so much and yeah. if you're wearing a helmet, it, you know, you have to like keep your neck kind of kinked back and it's yeah. like, man, it's, it gets uncomfortable after a while. Yeah, my dad, he's into, you know, going on these long trips on his bike and he's got, you know, cruisers and, you know, kind of a touring bikes that are kind of meant for it. But he'd always ask me and my brothers to come every year. And uh, yeah. I did a few times we would, it's like a, we would take like eight hour trips out to, you know, Eastern Oregon and we wouldn't take the highway. We wouldn't get there in oh, four right. hours. You know, the, the goal is to get there in eight right, while, right. while doing 200 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we just took every twisty road that you could imagine. And it, yeah, I mean, just that constant hunched over yeah. feel on those motorcycles. It's brutal. It is. Um, especially more than like an hour or something like that. And if you got like a tank bag on it and like something oh, packed, right? And you're trying to cruise in it, just not meant for it. Yeah, my next bike's definitely going to be a cruiser. Yeah, but like a um, Harley or like a Probably, tour? yeah, probably get a Harley. I, the Tour, it's too old manish for me. I don't, I can't do it yet, <laughs> you know? Actually, I that's where I'm at now. You're, you're going for a cruiser? Goldwing? Yeah, maybe not Goldwing, but more like uh, those Kawasaki. I think they're like 1300s or 1400s. Those things whine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. They do. Uh, and they're cheap. I like Yeah. Them. You can get a lot of bike for, for 10 grand on those touring bikes. So. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, um, I guess we should jump into it. But before, yeah. before we do, huge shout out to all of our insurance agent sisters and brothers at IAOA that are traveling down there right now not going to be there this year unfortunately oh. I know but I will be there I will be there next year are you going I am actually after this call I gotta go oh, nice. get my bag in my car and run to the airport <laughs> sweet so I'll say hi well, to everybody for you when I get down thank there. you yeah, yeah a lot of hugs and kisses please I will know it's from me okay um, make sure so <laughs> so so um, I'm Josh Berg. This is, uh, I'm interviewing or talking with Austin Moorhead. Um, I said that right, right, Austin? Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, this is the Blip podcast. So we are continuing our journey to build a successful insurance agency. And Austin is someone who definitely knows more about automation than I do. And uh, so we're just going to be talking automation today. Um, Austin is owns an insurance agency, um, but also um, has another business called Conversion Kings. Austin, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so I originally started off at State Farm as an insurance agent. And, um, you know, most captive companies, have got a ton of rules about what you can and can't do. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know, that part of me was like, oh, what can't I do? Because that's what I want to go look at. Right. And, I, and I fell in love with, you know, the, the indie model of being able to kind of do what you want. Um, you know, inside the boundaries to some degree that the captive model doesn't support. Um, and through that learning process, I decided to leave State Farm, open up an independent brokerage. And that was about six months ago. And at the exact same time, there was starting to become a demand for my, for my knowledge around automations that um, upsprung a second company that me and my business partner, um, he does the lead generation for, and I do the, the automations for and conversion kits. And so it's, we've been, it's been officially open, I think, for, for four or five months now. So um, tell me, like, with Conversion Kings specifically, what do you guys do? Like, what services are you pr actually providing? Yeah, so we typically go after um, people who have existing Infusionsoft builds, um, and we want to find what what their call patterns are, what their task patterns are that they use to interact with people on new acquisitions, 
and take those and integrate them into a phone where the, the, the user, the prospector, doesn't have to clear tasks. The phone can identify that a task is due, clear the task, and leave a note for you. I mean, those are the three things that you do that are required uh, for every outbound call. So if you know you're going to do them, why don't you just have the system do it for you? So we do that yeah. for them. We find a way to kind of reduce, um, you know, uh, quadruple clicking for the same activity. Gotcha. Um, that's the main focus now. We also do some active campaign work too. I like to, in the AC stuff, it's more for your referral partners. We want to get uh, we, the, the builds that people typically ask for. Uh, they've got maybe four or five loan officers that they divide leads out to. And so we can help build out um, like a referral CRM that you work with your partners in inside of AC. Gotcha. So your um, kind of area of expertise is automation on mainly prospecting new business, that sort of thing. Yeah, I certainly would say that that's what I focus on is new client acquisition. Gotcha. Um, we didn't try and reinvent the wheel on the renewal process, something you should do once a year, birthday mm -hmm. process once a year. Didn't try and reinvent the wheel on that. I don't know, honestly, I'm not reinventing the wheel either on prospecting. Everything that I've put into this, it's been through you know my training in the past. It's just now taking my my you know classic captive insurance training and put it in new end tech is all it really is gotcha gotcha so okay so automation let's let's get into it so when someone uses the term automation like what give me like a, a general overview and maybe more specific like what exactly is automation um, automation is a series of events that happens inside your software that can move, you know, your contact through a system and, and potentially hitting them with, with content. Um, it's typically content, um, you know, emails, texts, or voicemails, or it will assign content to the internal staff to do some type of follow-up, right? So we're either going to be reaching out through the automations or be reaching in through the automations. And, and as an agency owner, you know your touch points and you can set them in stone and then they always happen. So automations are really there to, to keep your, your settings permanent. Gotcha. Cool. And so with starting off automation, so there's a, there's a I wouldn't say it's a debate. Um, I think, you know, most people are um, just have a preference one way or another, but yeah. so the two that I feel like people, the two systems that I feel like people are running into um, are that are using or have a strong preference for active campaign and Infusionsoft. Yeah. And so we use active campaign just because it's, it's a little bit simpler and I don't know that necessarily for what we use it for, we need more of a robust system, which seems like Infusionsoft is, but you want to give me a little um, breakdown of, of, maybe which is better, which is, are, are, are they for different types of people or people in different sure. areas? Yeah, I mean, the way I see it might not be the way that everybody sees it, but the way that I see AC versus Infusionsoft is AC is kind of your less than $2 million book and uh, Infusionsoft is kind of, you got a book bigger than 2 million, roughly. I know that doesn't fit your guys' model and you certainly don't have to make it be that way. Um, <clears throat> but I think Infusionsoft gives you the ability to, uh, to kind of manage a, bigger playing field from a singular view on your dashboard uh, in the okay. pipeline. So their one pipeline widget for me is the one that I was like, oh man, that's the feature I wish AC would have. So in AC, you have to go look at everyone's individual pipelines one by one. And they're like stretched out like an accordion really right. wide. 
Right. And you can't really get like a, a, a good view on them. And like, I just want to know the numbers per stage. I've got 10 stages. Just tell me, do I got 50 here, 20 there, two there? Oh, I and then see. click into them. And so um, as, as, a, as a, the bigger the company gets, I don't want to individually have to go look at the users until there's a problem. But I just want to see the company stats. And so Infusionsoft allows you, I think, to get like a company stat just a little bit better. Yeah. And, and then it's the integrations, right? So what software connects to it that makes it attractive um, <clears throat> to you? And so for, for us, I think Infusionsoft has better integration, specifically uh, uh, dialers, custom dialers with this dispositioning. Active campaign and that's has your funny. sweet spot, right? And that is our sweet spot. It is. Yeah. Um, and Active Campaign does have integrated dialers, but they're not as integrated as the one that we have with Infusionsoft. And so uh, we've tested them out. Like NectarDesk had a solution that we looked at six, seven months ago. Um, and you have to kind of like push the leads back and forth a little bit more than I wanted to push them back. I want the system to kind of just do it uh, yeah. na natively. And so um, Active Campaign doesn't have the integrations that we're looking for right now. Gotcha. Uh, and if you don't need those integrations, then Active Campaign actually, in some aspects, is more powerful than Infusionsoft. And so, so you, can, you can have 25 users on one account for a fraction of the cost that you could have 25 in Infusionsoft. <laughs> yeah, that is a big, that is a big deal, right? Like there's yeah. a, a pretty sizable price difference between the two. Um, so uh, when you say integrations, do you mean direct integrations or do you mean integrations through Zapier or some other um, you know, carrier that, or some other company that does that. In, in this case, I, I do mean the direct integrations. And so um, through Zapier, right, was it 7,000? I don't even know what the count, count is at Zapier. I don't know. It's crazy. It's too much, right? If you can connect to Zapier, you can connect to a lot of things. But in this case, I'm talking about a direct integration where the CRM and the telephone talk in unison. So what happens in the CRM is happening in the phone at the exact same time. Gotcha. Specifically, um, like new lead enters the CRM at the same time as it hits the CRM, it's in my, it's in my telephone. Gotcha. And so like we're getting, you hear that bong when a new lead comes in and it's like, you sit next. Yeah. And it's like, there it is. And then when you get done with the call, we've got like 20 buttons that we can, it's, you know, there's a little drop down that pops up and inside of it's got, you know, the call outcomes. So did you exit this person? Did you close them? Did you send them a, you know, a pre MVR quote? Did you send them a post MVR quote? You know, you just hit those buttons and it moves them into the, it moves them into the automations, into their appropriate place. It assigns the task to the producers. It sends the content out that you want to send out. And it's all from the clicking to the telephone. So it's really not the, the CRM that we're after. It's the telephone that we're after. And then what CRM supports it. Gotcha. And so when you say clicking through the telephone, you're talking about it's a soft phone. So there is a, a display up on your monitor and you're physically like, or not physically, but like with your mouse, you're like clicking through it and you're able to click tasks or next or whatever that actually will then flow through to the system and either push that lead to the next stage or not or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. That's the whole premise of, of uh, why we went with Infusion Software for the telephone and the integrations and, gotcha. right, and then you can hook it up to everything else. But if you take the integration off of it, like I was saying, there is some strengths to AC that you don't get in Infusionsoft. It's just a different, you know, way of looking at things. Gotcha. What's so value? We were just talking about Zapier and um, like Zapier being a substitute for basically a direct integration. Can you maybe go over Zapier or, and 
maybe not just Zapier, but what other companies do you know of that also do the same thing? So what is Zapier? What does it do? How does it work? And what other yeah. carriers do that too? Because I'm not really familiar with many other than Zapier. I, I do know that there's somebody else out there that tries to behave like Zapier. I, I don't know the name of the company. We do use another middle party called Mocknick that connects Acuity, our calendar, to our CRM. Um, we didn't like the integration through Zapier. We got a, a cleaner integration through through Mocknick, and so we use a one-off. And, okay. and, and so when we're talking about with Zapier, uh, I think a simpler way to describe it is the operator, right? We've got information here, we want to get information here, and Zapier's in the middle. Okay. Right. Or we got information here and we have information here, here, and here, and, and Zapier's in the middle connecting to all three of those places. Yeah. Um, and so I look at it as the operator. So and, specifically, if, if you have information in your, so say, say a lead comes in somehow, right? So say a lead, somebody goes on your website and says, hey, I want to get a quote for auto insurance or whatever. Like, what then? Like, what happens? Yeah, so if they do that, it, it comes down, uh, you know, Zapier is going to connect it through the gravity forms into the CRM. It's going to pop up in the CRM as a tag, and it's going to travel through our auto communication that, depending on the time of day, they're going to get a specific response, an automatic reply. Gotcha. Hey, you know, if it's outside of business hours, we'll say, hey, we're outside of business hours. Here's our calendar link. Go on ahead and schedule at a time that we can reach out to you. And if they don't, we just, you know, hit them up at 9 a.m. anyways. Yep, so the producer is going to come in the next day. They're going to have some type of notification. Hey, you had a lead that came in last night. Um, gotcha. Please follow up on it. And then we can put them into a drip campaign where we do a call cadence where it's a series of on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off. And during that on, off, on, off, we're also dropping voicemails and text messages that are appropriate to the lead source. And so that's, that's what we do with the new leads. <laughs> yeah, right. So um, what do you, what do you mean when you say on, off, on, off, on, off? Yeah, it's the cadences that we build into the prospecting. And so, and maybe cadences isn't the correct term, but I've maybe just adapted from my time in the military. But, you know, it's a series of like left, right, left, right, left, right. But in, in calling, it's um, I'm going to call you today, and then my off is the delay, and then I'm going to call you tomorrow, and then I have another off. Oh, I see. And then I, so that, right, you're in my dialer, you're out of my dialer, you're in my dialer, you're out of my dialer. And so I don't gotcha. have to, once you pre-build your cadences, you just turn the dialer on. You don't have to worry about who's in it because you've built gotcha. the cadence in the back. Totally makes sense. And so we'll run, we run all leads through a cadence. Typically we're anywhere from like two to five calls in a cadence with, you know, one to three text and voicemails, depending on what it is. Okay. And so when, let me ask this. If somebody calls your office, they found your number online, they call your office or in general, anybody that you work with, right? So they call the office phone number and, you know, hey, can I get a quote on my insurance or whatever? Can you, sure. you know, talk to me about this? Do you then put that into a very similar sequence or the same one that you would if, if a lead came from a website or a Facebook lead or something like that? Or is it different? No, yeah, all of our sequences are pretty unique to the lead source. It's a big deal that we that we keep the content and the communication of the follow-up from us in line with where they started. Okay. So, uh, you know, a Facebook lead, we're going to talk about Facebook, but someone who came from my website, I wouldn't bring Facebook up at all. It wouldn't be appropriate to the conversation. Totally. And in uh, the text messaging could talk about Facebook too. And so you would want to make sure that the content for those was separate. And so we segregate through lead sources on the entry. Um, okay. It's a, when the when the filters go out about what content you're going to get, you're going to get ran through a lead source checker and to make sure that you're getting the appropriate stuff. And so, 
walk me through like i guess slowly like so say um say a lead comes in online through say through somebody's web page right mm -hmm. so a lead or say, let's talk about your agency right mm -hmm. somebody finds your website i'm assuming you guys have a website somebody finds your website Somewhere. and they <laughs> they um you know they they fill out whatever information they say i want somebody to reach out to me give me a quote on my insurance mm -hmm. What happens? Like, actually, I think right now right? on the website, that's probably a weakness in our agency. I think right now the website goes to Chris Lane Jill. Oh, does it? <laughs> it, I think technically it does. I think he's emailing us those leads right now. So no. I don't know if it's fully automated. And I was like, hey, I need to get my, I need to get my Infusionsoft connected up to Gravity Forms and just, uh, gotcha. Just, just take some time. But uh, so, I do think that that part of it actually is uh, Chris. It's, it's sitting in Chris's inbox right now. <laughs> so let's say, let's say uh, a Facebook lead. So a Facebook uh, lead comes in, Ricky, yep. your business partner generated yep. a Facebook lead, Facebook lead comes in. Yep. What happens next? Like what's the sequence? Do you like, it, I'm guessing you probably have, um, enough data that you've kind of, you mm -hmm. know, so we're after an 80% yeah. contact rate. That's the first stage that we're trying to solve. Okay. Right. So it's, it's contact quote close. So, we've so you're got just trying to get in touch. That's the very first thing. 80, so. 80 out of a hundred people I want to talk to. And what so does that look like? Like, so lead comes in, then what happens? Mm -hmm. Yep. So we're going to go through some administrative tasks. We're going to label it correctly in the system. We're going to check it for its uh, permission to text. And depending on how that switch is flipped, depends on which route it goes. Um, and so we make sure that we've got good questions on the front end of the lead generation that allow us to communicate uh, compliantly with our contacts in the future. And so gotcha. it does the administrative labeling. So we're going to label the lead source when it comes in for ROI tracking purposes later. And then we're going to check for permission to text. So the gonna... check for permission to text is a question that you guys have already asked them on the form they yeah. filled out. Like, can we, we text you? 100% of our, of our leads have it on it. And I would say about 90 to like 93% people say yes. Yeah. Like, they prefer it. They just want to mm -hmm. text. And so then uh, it, it forks at this point and you can go into the specific time of day uh, text and email content, or you can go into the specific time of day, just email content. And if it's during business hours, it, you know, the text message is going to say, you know, something very generic. Hey, who's the, or Hey, is this X? This is so-and-so with a &R insurance group. Uh, we just got your information. Um, can you provide us with X to get this quote started? And they'll type back X. And so, right, <laughs> so the you. automation starts and they come back with, we usually ask like a zip code or something, just a layup question. We want to get them talking to us. Yeah. So, hey, so, what's your zip code? Gotcha. So you're, <laughs> so is the first thing, do you hit them with a, an automated text and an email yep. and a phone call all at the same time? Or do you space no. it out a little bit? Yeah, it's auto text, auto email, no voicemail at this point. Um, and then because, you know, the, my producers could be in the middle of 50 things when this happens. Who knows what they're doing, right? So we don't yeah. want to put the pressure on the dialer yet. They could be in another list making phone calls for all I know. So those two things will happen automatically. And just those two things alone, we get like 50% response rate. Wow. And so then the producer is going to get a bong on his, on his you know, uh, on his telephone, he's got a new text that came in and he's, he could start a text conversation with this one lead here as he's running his list dialing on the phone over there. Um, and if they don't respond via text, they do, the very next thing is they do is they go right to the dialer. So it'll auto sync to the dialer within a few minutes. 
Uh, not even that. I think it's within 30 seconds of the lead being in the system. It's in the dialer automatically. And then it's going to be in the list that, you know, your new lead list in our dialer. And all of that's happening in about 30 seconds. You got that first text, that first email, and you're in the dialer. So it just depends on where in the dialer you, you end up on the list and how big the list is. And so if the list is 200 plus, you're not going to get called that day. If yeah. it's un under 100, you'll probably get called that day. Uh, it depends on how many people are working the list too. But if it's just one person and about 100 leads on a new lead list, you're not going to make it to 100 in a day because people are going to answer the phone. They're exclusive leads. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, if it's like an age lead list, you can make like 350 calls a day on the dialer. Uh, but because leads, less people are going to answer, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. But but the new exclusive Facebook leads, if you can make it to 100, that, I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, by the time you made it to 100, you get about five to six quotes out of it. And so when you talk about the dialer, you're, it's just automatically doing this and you're just kind of waiting for it to connect with somebody. As soon as it does, it pops up. Here's their information. Here's where they're at in the process. Yeah. yeah so you're exactly. not actually sitting there typing out on the dial. No. Yeah. The, there is, the, there actually isn't a keypad on the dialer. If you wanted to, to use it, the keypad, you have to type on the keyboard. And so oh, the gotcha. leads, the phone numbers, everything about the client can get imported into the dialer, but really it's just the phone number and the name that you're after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so those auto sync into the dialer and it puts the person at the very bottom of the list. And so you're always working your list top down. Um, yeah, so auto loads them into it. And then the way that the cadence works in our agency right now is we have said the same voicemail for three years for the first four phone calls, right? Hey, I, I've got your information here. I just need to get this started. Give me some information back. And then the next one is, hey, I was able to get, um, you know, a pre-MVR quote ready. Um, looks like we're going to be able to save you some money. And then the next one is, uh, you know, are we still able to, you know, did, I had a spot saved for you. Are you still interested? And the last one's a hard breakup. And we've said that, you know, for three years. And so we pre-wired those voicemails into the cadence in the, in the CRM. So the dialer's dialing yep. as soon as it uh, connects to their voicemail because they didn't answer. Hit hang up. Gotcha. Get, and it'll, get... you'll do a voicemail drop and they get it like as if somebody actually left it. So we hit hang up and then we go down to the call outcomes and we see, you know, you've got options, 20 options at this point. We'll say call attempted, which means that we weren't able to, you know, get anybody on the phone and we hit save. So hang up, call attempted, save. And then, and then if auto dial is flipped on, it'll start calling the next person. So it's click, 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 boom. Click, click, gotcha. click, 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 boom. And in the background, every time you hit save, it's going to run the cadence check. And it's like, boom, are you on call one? Are you on call two? Are you on call three? And if you're on call one, you're going to get call one's text and voicemail. So my producers don't have to send the text and the voicemail anymore. Or you're on call two, you're going to get call two's text and voicemail and call three. And so we didn't want to take the human element out of it. I think a lot of people think that automations are there to stop having the relationship. And that's yeah, exactly yeah. the opposite of what we want. I want the automations there so I can spend more time having conversations with. Like we are in the talking game. Right. So – it you're, you're, the way that you do it is pretty much, I, I mean, I would guess it's, it's pretty much designed for an agency or an agent who has a dedicated producer, somebody whose yeah. job is to sell. And that's what you're trying to do is get them as much phone time or discussion time with a prospect as yeah. possible. Yeah, Take away everything else. leaving the voicemail. You wouldn't want to send the emails. You don't want to send text right. messages. They just can't. Right. Yeah, nice. so the goal is three hours of talk time a day or 300 phone calls or an average of 20 minutes per talk time per call. So 
you know, we don't live by many other activities in this office, but those. And those, and once we implemented those and, and just stuck by them, everything else just solves itself. If you're on the phone for three hours a day, you're, you're going to close something. And if you're not, then I'm going to coach you to say the right things to close something. Yeah, yeah. But if I can't get you to make a couple hundred phone calls and if I can't make you, you know, if I can't get you to, to, to talk to people and just chat with them, then, then, you know, you don't have a job in the insurance world in the first place. <laughs> yeah, right. And so you had um, another thing that you had, a software piece that I love. So, um, I love knowing or finding out all the differences between different software options, different product options, that kind of thing. Yeah. You had said that you use Acuity, right? Yeah. As your calendar scheduling software. So there's yeah. a ton of them out there. But again, it seems like it comes down to most people either use Acuity or Calendly. Calendly. And so why Acuity? We started off with Calendly originally, um, and it's really clean. I love it. Uh, but when we opened up our agency, we had six employees and we were going to run this massive calendar automation out the gate, which, by the way, we can get like 60% of our leads to opt into appointments. Oh, and nice. it's like a 50% show rate. Um, so we had this whole suite build out to send leads from Facebook into, into Acuity. We had to go with Acuity because it, it supports like a, a company. Oh, yeah. Um, and, it, and it allows you to, to have, you know, multiple calendars synced up and you can actually do like joint appointments. So like if you want to schedule time with me and Ricky, we can give you the Ricky and Austin joint calendar. Which will look at both of our outlooks to see which availabilities we have. Okay. Right. Because if you want to book with both of us, I need to make sure that. And so Acuity has that feature to it. Um, it has the ability to make like multiple appointment types and give them their each their individual like uh, start and stop times. So for instance, let's say like I like to do my prospecting or I like to do like my my quoting with my clients only from 10 to noon because I always know at one to two I like to do my deliveries. And so in your calendars, you can make sure that each of them and Calendly might have this feature. But you can yeah. you can you can really segregate the times that they're available to even be selected in the initial. Hmm. The problem with automations is, is like once you get into like a tech stack, sooner or later you have to commit to it. Oh yeah, yeah. And or, or you're gonna be stuck like just looking at stuff forever and never going anywhere. And so we've committed to our tech stack. And that can cause some some like backlash of like I don't know what what actually is viable without anything else. I don't have time to go sit and study everything. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, so at this point, how much or how many times do you like, okay, let's, let's talk about maybe Facebook leads. So, or, you know, whatever, not a referral. Okay. Anything other than a referral, like, do you have a set amount of, um, of texts, of emails, of voicemail drops, that kind of stuff that you guys mm -hmm. do like in general. So like, have you, dialed it down is it's like once you get to four in each of those that's a dead lead and you put it on some other list and they get called every month or something we're actually building the data out right now um to support the decision making that we have in the agency so we have a rule that i want at least six calls on them um and then it's whatever whatever automations of text we have in the back but a minimum six calls gotcha i've heard that that people that I guess the sweet spot is eight to 12 contacts. Yeah. And that's where people actually buy is in yep. that period of time. It's yep. so like the first seven, you're just warming them up. Right. Yep. And you're friendly enough. I guess at that point, they trust you enough. They keep answering your call or 
texting you back, whatever that. Yeah. So we got six calls and we'll probably do, you know, the combination of six emails and texts somewhere in there, they get three and maybe a couple voicemails. Yeah. So our, our leads will get about 12 touches before they actually hit the dead cycle in our office between the three different channels. Um, That is our goal. Um, And then depending on if we had any contact, we want to follow up in six months if they gave us permission. Interesting. And so, Right now, so you guys are in Oregon, right? Uh-huh. Do you write? Does your agency write in other states or just Oregon right now? Well, so we're on the border of Washington. <clears throat> so we got Washington. I think technically we're licensed in Idaho, um, but we're not doing anything there. I, we got our licenses in Texas. So watch out, Texas agents, we're coming. <laughs> um, again, we're not doing any business there right now. Uh, we need to focus on Portland. You know, this this is a distraction from the PNC game. You know, this, yeah. This, this is this is, keeps me out of PNC when I do this every minute. Yeah. But there's a, you know we've got a couple of W2s in the agencies that are they're moving. They don't move as quick as I do, but I wish they would move a little bit faster. Um, but so yeah, we're we're in we're in Oregon and Washington for the most part. So when um, sorry, I, yeah, when when it comes to automation, mm-hmm. um, specifically for prospecting. What, what would you say is, or are some of the things that people should really keep in mind? Like when you're building out campaigns, when you're looking at what to use, like what, what do, what do people need to be thinking about? Cause I mean, I've done it, right. I've built out automation for, you know, new leads and prospects and that kind of thing. And oftentimes I feel like I'm just kind of like, Oh, I should probably send them a text this, you know, the second day. And so, ah, well, what I want to say, I'll just say this. Right. And like, there's no real you know, science behind it. I know you're trying to get the, the data on that, but like, I mean, yeah. what should people be thinking about when they're building out their automation? Um, well, so it depends on where you're at in the stage and where the lead is coming from and how uh, warm it is to you. But so we try and actually approach some of the psychology of, of the lead in, in the stage specifically, like on new client acquisition from Facebook. So we know that the leads come in and they're exclusive, but what we, what, where we realized quickly out of the gate when we tried to ask them for, like a phone call was that we would get no's. Okay. Right. If you try and if you try for the Hail Mary right out the gate, you're getting a no. And so we we realized really quickly that if we didn't have some banter or some easy layup questions before the big ask, we were never going to get to it. So that's why we start with the zip code and then we start to get into some verification information. Like, is this John? You know, do you live at X? Is yeah. your spouse Mary? And right, and what are they saying back? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. So now we've got them to say yes two or three times to us. And then, so we've realized that just doing things to get them to, to we want the motor movement of them texting as well. Um, right. We don't want them to think yet. We just want them to get their fingers going. Let's get those fingers going. Yeah. So easy questions. And then from there, we can ask the big ask once you've got two or three down the, down the channel. So it was, it's now a good time for the call. Cause we actually do want to talk to them. We really want to talk to our clients. So, um, so, People should be like, I guess the first thing you kind of mentioned on this earlier, but the first thing is you're really trying to get them to start corresponding with you. So like some sort of question that they have to answer, like, um, like if you're going with a life insurance lead and you're sending that person a text, you might be like, Oh, you know, I forgot to ask if you're a smoker or something, some, something that you need that they know you need. That's like an easy no brainer. Yeah. Without scaring them off in the same time too. And so if, if that's the question that's most important to you, ask it and see if they respond. If they don't respond, just like what survey gizmo does, and it gives you the data for millions of entries. 
um, you try an easier question. So in like Survey Gizmo, sometimes we'll put the phone number as like the first one out the gate because it's very important to us. Hold on a second. You can't talk about Survey Gizmo without telling what it is. A lot of people don't know what it is. I know what it is, but a lot of people don't know what it is. So Survey Gizmo is our form collection that we back up to our Facebook advertisements. So Facebook advertisement, they hit submit, it goes over to Survey Gizmo, and they fill out a series of questions. We gotcha. like Survey Gizmo because of how clean and smooth it is. It's a little pricier, um, but but uh, but it is really clean and it's really smooth as far as like answering and filling out the, the questions. So it's a form um, like Gravity Forms or yeah. what other other type of web based form where you someone says yeah. I'm interested in this Facebook offer or whatever. Food, it job takes, forms. Exactly. It takes forms, them there. Like all of those. Ask them all the questions you guys want to ask. And then, so they filled that out. Now you're back. Where do we, where do we leave <laughs> off on? But yeah, that is Survey Gizmo. Yeah. And so whatever they're putting in the Survey Gizmo, uh, where, where are we at here on this one? The lead source, Survey Gizmo. Where was I going with that? I think I lost my pace. Um, we were talking about trying to get somebody to actually start conversing oh, with you. Conversing. Trying, that first question I had said, uh, you know, yeah. life insurance, oh, are you a smoker? Yeah, are you a smoker? Yeah, so like Survey Gizmo, we have to kind of employ the same tactics. We don't have big, the big data they have, but so you, you go with the question that you want answered the most. Yeah. And then if, if you get no feedback on it, then try something else. And so that's, that's really what it is. And, and, and if there isn't science behind it, the science should be just do something. Right? Have you... Oh, go ahead. Because you'll get you'll get you'll get some type of response, or you'll get no response, which is telling. Yeah. Have you have you tried using um, video at all? Have you tried like sending a video link or you know picture with a play button or whatever via text? Uh, or email? We use video currently in the in the advertisements, and we use video during the onboarding process. Ricky's got like a welcome to ANR video out there. Yeah. He has a really nice green screen and a real fancy camera, and he put all that together. But not on the prospecting, not on the. It's not currently in prospecting. No, we haven't. So we we haven't found that our customer experience is so unique in prospecting as like you're not going to come through our pipeline, like like we're buddies at you know at the gym or something like that. You're going to come through our pipeline because we you know are grinding thousands of leads up, and then once we kind of get you in past the quoting stages where we start to kind of have a unique experience. Yeah. Maybe that's where we should probably think about putting some video in. Um, we do do video quotes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That counts. Yeah, yeah that does count. Uh, that counts. It's a little, I don't know, maybe my mind was thinking someplace else. Um, but we do do video quotes. Mm -hmm. Cool. How, who, do you, what, who do you use for that? Currently using AE because it's built in. Um, I'm going to start oh, demoing uh, Grant stuff here soon. I'm looking forward to to checking out uh, his his video quote proposal system. Neoteric, um, yeah, right? Neoteric, yep. Uh, cool. But we currently, since we're an AE, you know, company, we've got their website, so we just use their their built-in thing. Um, nice. But I dabble. You always got to try everything out a little bit, and then once yeah. you find what you like, then you have to pick and then stop dabbling. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, speaking well. Speaking of Grant, down to innovation, you're heading out there right yeah. now, right? Uh, yeah, in about 20, or 30 in, minutes, I think. Yeah. Who uh, are? Is there anyone there that you're really excited to to listen to or hear from from the stage? 
I mean, besides Nick Ayers and, and Grant, I actually don't know the whole lineup. I think Jason Cass is going to be there. I'm excited uh-huh. to hear him talk. Uh, and then after that, I, I actually don't have an itinerary. Oh, nice. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm packing a suit and I plan on being an insurance agent. I'm going to go and sit there and, you know, stare at the stage the whole time. You, know? you are not packing a suit. Are you bringing yeah. a suit? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Are... Bow tie? No bow tie. Oh. Okay. No bow tie. I don't know. For, to me, these things feel, they feel a little more formal than... They hanging out, are. hanging out in the office, uh, you know, when no one comes in. True. So, this is what I looked like last year. Nobody gave I, me flack for it. So. Well, I think I, so I'm starting to realize that everyone is going to be in a t-shirt. And I'm going to be the only one in a suit, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> hey, I, then you stand out, right? Yeah. Maybe that's a good thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, any, anything else you have, anything you want to add about automation? Uh, yeah. You know, just, uh, there's a huge community out there, the Automated Independent Agency Group that's ran by Travis Gensler. Um, there's some really wise people in that group. You know, could shout out probably 50 of them, but that's a good group. So if you're looking to get like some, you know, free just learning, I, I would totally check out that group. Um, we obviously do paid su- support if you're looking for some done for you stuff. But if the yeah, free- so how can people find you? Uh, they can go to our website uh, or our Facebook page currently, Conversion Kings. Um, I think that's probably all you have to search for on Facebook and it would pop up our page. Uh, cool. we do have a, we do have a paid members group and um, we, I think we have a website. I just think it's under construction. I need uh, Chris Lane Gill to, to finish it up for me a bit more. So you have a paid, a uh, paid members group. So meaning that people who are part of, you know, who you utilize you guys for what you do, you have a separate Facebook group for those people. We do. Yeah. And so they can all kind of collaborate on some of our builds together in a kind of an informal fashion and they can help each other kind of troubleshoot whatever the things they're working on. Nice. Yeah. Cool. All yeah. right. Well, and they can find you just searching Austin Moorhead. Yeah, that's easy. Honestly, and I do 90% of my business through Facebook until, cool. until we've kind of closed my deals and it moves to Outlook at that point. But you can get so much done through Facebook these days. Oh dude. Yeah. Facebook's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, have a great time in Vegas. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all we got. So, um, oh, I, Too easy. I, I, next week. So next week, I literally like a minute before we started this. Um, I, I feel like this next one's a boring topic, but it's automation something that I think. Dude, I think automation is exciting and fun. Okay. But um, the next week I have Chris Green um, is going to be talking about flood insurance. Oh, so yeah. his what he, he he calls himself the flood insurance guru. I think that's mm-hmm. his Facebook page name, and uh, I think he's licensed in all fifty states. And man, that guy knows his flood stuff. So he actually knows automations too. He's another person that yes. has been around the block when it comes to automations. He has, yeah. but. I mean, we're specifically talking about flood and I'm like, I hate flood. I hate dealing with flood. And there's so much that I'm like, I don't even want to keep that information in my brain because I don't want it in there. Like I hate it. I hate dealing with flood. But I think that there's probably a lot of insurance agents who feel that way because they it's, we deal with it so infrequent unless you live in a flood zone or like on a coastal, you know, city or something. Yeah. I think Um, I've had one or one or two requests in the last three years. And so I just kick them down the road. I don't want to do it. Go get like (laughs) a special certification to keep it up to date. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm talking to Chris next week. Um, hopefully it'll be good content, but we'll see. Yeah. I'll I'll be here for sure. Well, thank you very much for having me on your show, Josh. Thanks Austin. Okay. Talk to you later, man. Yeah.
Thank you for joining us and making it all the way through. We want to help you get to where you want to be. We want you to have the life you desire. So if you are looking to get into the insurance industry, or maybe you're a captive agent looking to move over to the independent agency side, reach out to us. Give us a call. You can find more information on our website at www.bluelioninsurancepartners.com. Thanks. Yeah.